802 on a Wednesday. This song gets me every time. You're listening to the Halford. <laughs> You're listening to the Halford and Bruff show on Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff of the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. I almost want to do like a it's Faber, it's Faber. I might have to rejig. There's some lyrics to it. You gotta rejig this. Well, you can workshop it for the final hour. I will. Uh, Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of this program is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider. Supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintech.net. To the phone lines we go. Chris Faber, Canucks Army, Canucks Conversation, joins us now on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Fabes? Doing good. I've been up for uh, about an hour, so feeling pretty good. Nice. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you waking up early and taking the time to do this, especially after a scintillating performance by the Canucks Blue Line last night. We've been really hammering away on the Blue Line today, Faber, talking about how it is currently constructed, what they can do to fix it. I think I know the answer to this question, but is there anything, anything, even the slightest glimmer of hope within this organization, be it in Abbotsford, overseas, anywhere, that there might be a diamond in the rough? Not necessarily for next year, but just something to cling on to on the blue line. Uh, yeah, I mean, Elias Pettersson looks like he'll play in the NHL. Yeah, uh, the other DPD one. looks pretty good. The yeah, the other one looks, uh, he looks solid. Uh, I think he'll play in the NHL one day. Um. Philip Johansson, the right shot guy out of the SHL, he's been playing a lot better this year. He took a big jump after, you know, being let go by the Minnesota organization. He looks like he's made, you know, big progression in his 22-year-old year. So I think he'll start in the AHL next season. I don't know if he'll get to the NHL or not. There's a lot of uh, defensive worries about him and skating things that aren't great. So, um yeah, not too much to be excited about in the pipeline coming through. I mean, Yanni Yermo sounds like he's going to be coming over to the AHL uh, after his league of season. So at least you're getting some bodies like around at least, which is something we haven't really seen uh, for this Canucks organization in a while. So maybe you can find a diamond in the rough there. Uh, but as for prospects in the system, I mean, the only guy that I'm really looking at who I think is going to consistently play NHL minutes uh, is Elias Patterson, uh DPD over there in Sweden. What's happened to Jack Rathbone? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of been the same problem for the last couple of years here of he's it's been inconsistent with him being able to play games regularly. And I think that's a little bit of a worry. It's it's been injuries. It's been him getting healthy scratched at the NHL level. It's a combination of everything. Uh, there's been some bad luck. There's also been, I think, a misuse of him. But from the organization when he was healthy and at the NHL, I really think that he had the potential to be a guy who could consistently play NHL minutes for you. And I thought they probably should have worked with him a little bit better at the NHL level to get him some of those minutes and see what he could develop to at the NHL. But right now he's back in the AHL with, uh, with Christian Wallen and up uh, Rathbone's kind of pushed into that spot of being the number one guy. So he's getting a lot of minutes down there. It looks like he's still a little rusty. Um, like I said, he hasn't consistently played throughout the season. Um, last couple of games, like you see some, some exciting things from him every game in the AHL, but right now he's not at that point. Like he was last year where it was like, nightly he was consistently the best defenseman on the ice uh right now it just feels like he's getting back into the groove a little bit so you know with this luke shen situation sounds like he's going to be getting traded here pretty soon uh as per all the reports out there uh, with him flying back to vancouver and such i i, I don't think they're going to go to rathbone when they need a call up like i 
wouldn't be shocked to see Noah Juleson up here in the next day or two. I think that's the next rule, like next player coming up. And uh, I don't think he's the problem solver either. Uh, I think he's just another right shot body who's going to be up here soon. But I think they want to let Rathbone cook a little bit more in the AHL. Just because we're desperate, um, where is Jet Wu's game? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to ask about Noah Juleson. Uh, but no, with, with I Jet know Wu, where I Noah mean... Juleson's game is. I've seen it before. <laughs> I it's 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 somewhere. No, watch, he'll have one good game and have like a bunch of fans thinking he should be top four. Uh, no, I mean, you with, should see what Jet people Wu, are writing about Wallanen today. Apparently, he might be the answer too. Uh, I think he can move the puck pretty well, actually. Like, I think he he does a lot of things that looks like a, mm-hmm. a bottom pairing NHLer. Like, a, yep. you know, and that's that's a plus for the Canucks right sure, now. Sure. Uh, with with Jet Wu though, um, like he, I think he's playing his best hockey actually that I've ever seen in his pro career right now. I don't think it's at a level where you can. Like, the bar wasn't very high. He wasn't playing very good hockey throughout his AHL career. But right now, over the past maybe three weeks or so, uh, I think he he's jumping into the offensive play a little bit more. He's actually getting time on the second power play in it, which was kind of surprising at first, but also interesting because we, we mentioned Noah Juleson before. He's more of an offensive guy, it felt like, uh, and he's also a right shot guy. He was used on the second unit in the past. Um, so it's interesting that Jet Wu's getting that opportunity. It feels like what they're doing in the AHL is trying to kind of push a little bit more development on him and give him some more opportunities. And so far in those opportunities, I think he's looked really good. His, his skating needs to still be worked on. Like he, you can't be getting beat by AHL forwards wide uh, when you're defending in your own zone. Like that's just something you can't do uh, if you want to have an NHL future. So there's still quite a ways to go for jet Wu. I, I don't expect him to be in the NHL this season. I, would be still a little bit surprised to see him get a decent run in the NHL next year, but he is playing his best hockey right now. And if he can keep this up for the remainder of the season, you know, he's playing with Jack Rathbone right now as the kind of top pairing down there in Abbotsford. So that's all good news. It's just, he's got so much more to go. Like when he's playing his best hockey, it doesn't mean that he's NHL ready yet. He's still got so much more to improve on. And, and like Jet Wu's still youngish, right? Like he's like 22 years old, I think. So it's not like, He's completely a write-off at this point, but I think he needs a contract after this season, so it'll be interesting to see what the Canucks do with him. Uh, I, I just think he might end up being like a, you know, at best, like a seventh defenseman if he continues to improve at the rate that he's done over the last three weeks, and that's asking a lot because it's not a huge sample size, right? It's just like he could just have, you know, 10 good games, and that's what it's been like right now. He needs to, like, consistently keep this level as the season goes on, but there's a lot of things he needs to improve on before he's an NHLer. When do we get to college free agent signing season, and are there any potential players in this year's crop that could help the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, absolutely. Our boy uh, Jake Livingstone, obviously. Um, and by the way, yeah, we're about five to six weeks away right now. It's it's going to depend, right? Like when NCAA teams get eliminated from playoff contention, they're going to be their players will be available. So it it starts basically in like four weeks from right now, uh, and it'll kind of go for about six weeks total until we get to the Frozen Four and wrap up the NCAA. Uh, Jake Livingstone's the obvious one. He's an NHL player. He's going to hop into the NHL somewhere uh, as long as he joins on a team that has room for him to play at the NHL. That completely screams Vancouver Canucks. Uh, It makes a lot of sense for him. I don't think there's any other team out there that can offer him the ability to play with somebody as high of a caliber defenseman as Quinn Hughes. I really think that's something that could happen to watch this season play out here in the end. Uh, It would be a big boost for them. I've also heard that uh, Sam Alinsky is another name that they're in on. Uh, The Canucks have also like 
from what I've heard, I can't exactly confirm this, but what I've heard is that they've had a couple of in-person visits on him. They're high on this Malinsky kid. Uh, he's a five foot eleven right shot defenseman out of Cornell, so it's interesting to keep an eye on him, uh, as well as Ryan McAllister, who had a, a ridiculous start to the season. He's a kid who came out of the uh, AJHL, was leading the NCAA in the first half of the year. He's kind of fallen off over the past five or six games. I think he's even without a point in those five or six games, but I know the Canucks have shown interest in him as well. Uh, and he's a kid with some local ties here to Vancouver. So the fact that he's jumped into the NCAA and, uh, you know, kind of as a an older age freshman, he's had a ridiculously good productive season offensively. Uh, he's a guy that I heard might be looking to go pro, even though he's just played one year. It, it's not often that you see, you know, one and dones that are undrafted players uh, come out of the NCAA. He might be an example of that. Still pretty young at, I think, 21 or 22 years old uh, scoring winger. So Ryan McAllister is another name to watch. But I think those are the three that I'm kind of keying in on for the Canucks where, you know, if they land one of these three, I'd be pretty happy in the end. And if it's one of those right shot defensemen, I'd be even more happy because that's, that's what they need. I mean, so Jake Livingstone, Sam Malinsky, Ryan McAllister, three names that I've heard uh, the Canucks have shown interest in and don't really know from the other end, but I've kind of heard that, you know, from talking to some agents, talking to some people around these players, like, these right shot guys in Malinsky and Livingstone, they're really looking for NHL minutes and the Canucks have NHL minutes to give to the right side. So it feels like a good spot for these guys to start their careers uh, as pro hockey players. So I think there's probably interest from these right shot guys in the Vancouver Canucks. We're speaking to Chris Faber from Canucks Army and Canucks Conversation here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Fabes, uh, playoff hockey, it's not going to happen for the NHL team. It's more than likely going to happen for the American Hockey League club. Uh, what's the likelihood of actually getting some playoff hockey in Abbotsford this year? Because I know last year, of course, the team made the postseason, but it was that brief two-game sojourn down in Bakersfield before it was all said and done. So is it still too early to try and handicap it, or can you say with any sort of confidence that there may be games actually in British Columbia this year? Yeah, you'd hope so. As far as I know, and I don't think this has changed, it's going to be that weird play-in series where yep. the, the higher seed gets it. And right now, the Abbotsford team has been they've been kind of bouncing around the spot where are they going to host that game or not. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the standings kind of play out here as there's about 20-some-odd games left in the AHL season. Um, so it's, it's very possible that they could be hosting that three-game series. What you want to see is them actually get into the real playoffs, right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. you know, the play in series is cool, but uh, if they're actually able to match up against, you know, some of these teams out of the Pacific, it, it could be a lot of fun for what's going on out there. You, you obviously have Niels Huglander down there. You have the option to send Vasily Pod Colson back down there. Uh, you could really kind of boost up what you have. You're going to have good goaltending in the AHL when you get Archer Seelaws back down there. I think he's been one of the better goalies in the AHL this season. And at 21 years old, we we've seen him at the NHL. Now it's, it's, been really impressive what he's done this year and if he gets hot like he has at times this season in the AHL he could win you a playoff round and win you more than just a, a three-game play-in series like the Canucks have the Abbotsford Canucks that is they have a lot of depth it just feels like um, at times and even specifically since bringing in Aturatu like they haven't really hit that uh, that groove that we've seen from them throughout the season where they're really just playing ridiculously good defensive hockey. Uh, it feels like that's been a little bit lacking over the last few games. They've given up a lot of goals um, to, to some pretty bad teams, to be honest, as well in the AHL. So the, there's going to be a lot of work. I, I was out there on Monday uh, at the 2 o'clock game and you know talking to the players after, the, after that game, like, 
Uh, you know, you, you don't know exactly what was said from the coach in the room after the game, but he was not happy, Jeremy Carlton, that was uh, just kind of hearing from the reaction of the players. Uh, I'm going to guess that he screamed at those guys pretty good and gave them, you know, a piece of his mind after a, a very poor performance uh, defensively from that team. So uh, it'll be interesting to see with that AHL squad. I think they have a really good roster compared to other teams in the AHL. If, you know, if you get Christian Wallenen back down there, like, like they really have a strong forward group, a good defense group, and some of the best goaltending in the AHL. So they have the potential to go on a Calder Cup run this year for sure. What's your optimism level about Ratu? Um, pretty high. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really in the camp of of like immediately making him the number one prospect in the Canucks system. Like, I, I think that there's some skills that I really like. I think he's got good hands I think he has a, a nice release on his shot he got you know he gets quite a bit of power behind that shot I've seen at times that he does have a pretty good burst of speed when he's you know trying to break away from a defenseman uh, you know, he has a couple of overtime goals at three on three in the AHL this year where he just flat out beat everyone on the ice with his speed and I'm like oh it's weird that you can't see that on every shift I think there's there's a lot of things in his game that that you like, but there's a lot of things that you're like, man, if he just improved this, he could be a really good player. And to me, it's like the consistency of just his skating being at a higher level. And I think that's something that he's talked about. You know, when I, when I asked him about working with Daniel and Henrik Sedin, he said, yeah, because like they weren't the quickest guys either. Uh, so it's nice to learn that type of game from guys like that on the development staff. I just, uh, you know, he's had a tough start. Um, I think it's also a very difficult position that he's been put in right now. Like, you know, coming here from a new organization, only a few months into coming to North America, the, the situation that he's at now in Abbotsford, there's no other Finns on the team. So it's kind of hard for him to to really bond with anyone. And that's not to say like his English is really good. It's great. It's just it's difficult. All these other players, specifically the young guys in Abbotsford, which there are a lot of, they've been playing together since uh, Penticton, right? Like since the summer, this is a group that's been together for a long time. And I don't think it's been easy for Ratu just to, to jump right in. And you see it a lot, right? Like when a player moves and they get a nice bump and they play well. Uh, but I think there's a lot of things away from hockey that are making it pretty difficult on Ratu right now. And when I talked to him on Monday, like he was frank. He said, like, I've been playing horrible. And do I disagree with that? Not really. Like he hasn't <laughs> been very good. He He hasn't. Um, I thought he had a really good game in his first game at the Abbotsford Center where he looked dangerous on almost every shift, had six shots on net, probably nine shot attempts in that game. And I was like, oh, wow, like he's he's going to make uh, a lot of fans out there in Abbotsford. But with just one assist through eight games, it has not been a good start for Ratu right now. But I think a lot of it is to do with stuff away from the rink. Like I, I do think it's it's a little bit of a struggle for him right now adjusting to Abbotsford. Fabes, thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure. How how is the uh, energy drink uh, consumption going? Are you are you back on them? So yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> I, yesterday I had one. It was like the first one I've had in like twelve days, and I you know I do so I did so much work and I got so much done, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know, like this whole not doing it thing, like not having an energy drink, like it was it's cool for your health or whatever, but I didn't get anything done. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm up in the air right now. I've got to consult my fiance and see if I get, you know, the energy drink pass, I guess, and then get back on those things. So I got a hell of a lot of work done yesterday. It could be cool for your health or whatever. Yeah. I'll yeah. be remembering that one. <laughs> Doctor's words. <laughs> it could be good for your health or whatever. <laughs> okay, Fabes. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. You betcha. See you guys. See you. Uh, Chris Faber here on the Halford and Breath Show on Sportsnet 650. Okay. We're going to go into what we learned now. We're going to start with uh, our what we learned, and then we'll turn it over to uh, the listeners. Remember to text in your 
What we learned into the Dunbar Lumber text line at 650-650. Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you. In Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver. Online at DunbarLumber.com. Include the rose emoji if you want to be entered into the competition for best what we learned. Uh, We're giving away a couple of Guns N' Roses tickets today. Um, What I learned is that we're going to have to have some soccer talk on this show because Major League Soccer announced yesterday its new format for the playoffs. And is this the North Americanization of soccer, which I feel like the league kind of tried initially to lean into like the European style with calling teams like Real Salt Lake or whatever they were doing. So it's, a, it's a funny league, right? MLS, yeah. because they've always sort of they've always sort of flipped back and forth between we're going to lean more into the European classicalism mm-hmm. or we're going to go and be this sort of radical new North American style soccer league. And I think finally they've actually hit in a weird way. They've hit a sweet spot where they kind of have done an amalgamation of both and just said, look, we're going to be different right. and almost leaned into that. So their new playoff schedule is there's going to be wild card matches. And then round one is going to be best of three. Yeah. And which, it, you, which you don't really see. And then the conference finals, the conference semifinals and the conference finals are those just going to be one-offs, right? Just one-offs, and then the MLS couple is obviously a one-off. Is that have I got that correct? So it goes uh, basically the play-in round, called the wild card round. The play-in round is uh, one game winner take all to get into the quarterfinals. Then it becomes a best of three. Okay. Then it goes back to being single game winner takes all eliminations. Okay. It's very odd. I, I and it's so odd that the people that follow this league and follow football and write about it don't even have a previous example to draw on as to how, what this will look like and how it'll play out. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's not a league alive that goes from single elimination to best of three to single elimination, single elimination. It just doesn't <laughs> exist. But, and then other soccer fans are like. You shouldn't have best of threes or single elimination. It should be uh, a, a two-game two series legs. like they're doing in the Champions League right now. And which is they used to have. Right. They, they, and this is kind of what makes, to the hardcore fans that really enjoy it, this is what makes MLS endearing because it's just so random and all over the map. <laughs> right? Anytime someone brings up these the radicalizations, they always go back to, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when MLS started, do you remember how they used to do shootouts to decide ties? Yes. They used to do breakaways do. from 35 yards out. Guys mm-hmm. would dribble in. There's a very... Well, they did that in the NASL, like the old the old right. like, with the old white guys. And they, so, and then they they brought it back in the early days yeah. of MLS. They're like the the turf is or the the ball is bouncing all over the AstroTurf here at Giant Stadium. And it was one of those things where it looked so comical. <laughs> yeah. But it was also kind of endearing cuz it's like at least they're trying something, mm-hmm. but so this is in the same vein. This bodes well for the White Caps though. Because uh, most MLS pundits are putting out their season previews this week because the season starts on Saturday. The Caps yeah. are taking on Real Salt Lake. They're going to have Vanny on the show on Friday, right, A-Dog? Right. Yep. Okay. Good feedback. Uh- <laughs> he will be joining us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's to preview the season. So a lot of people have the Caps not making the playoffs. A lot of people have them in sort of – well, the funny thing is they had them outside of the top eight. 
But then MLS was like, ah, we fooled you. <laughs> we changed the we changed the rules. We changed the playoff format. So getting ninth in the conference will at the very least get you into the, the playoff. And remember, Jason, as I finish off this train of thought, maybe the Whitecaps' best ever playoff win came in one of those uh, wild card playoff games. It was when the they beat, one-off. When they beat San Jose 5-0. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And then, and then they went to the two-game series against Seattle. And I don't know what happened because I fell asleep. They used up all the goals <laughs> against San Jose <laughs> and gave none of them for the rest of the run. What do you think MLS should do? Should it be one game, like NFL playoff style, so it's one game, or should it be more hockey and basketball where you've got a best of an odd number, so a best of three, which the, which they're returning? Or should it be a two-game series? Like, is traditional in soccer, now in Champions League, what they do is they don't they don't use the away goals thing anymore, That's right? That's gone. They scrapped so they, it. So they just go, if the, if the, if it, if the two-game series is tied after two games, they go to extra time and then penalty kicks, right? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, with the Champions League especially, because you qualify out of the group and then you go to the knockout stage, you should have a chance for each team to play at home because right. it's such a massive advantage, yeah. right? I feel like... Except for Liverpool yesterday. That was not great. Right. That was not great. We can get into that later. Uh, I feel like with this, because this the format is so different than traditional football models, like there's not a lot of leagues where you you finish the league and you finish atop it and they're like, ah, now there's a whole second season. It's called mm-hmm. playoffs. Like you win the league, you win the league. You should just have single game eliminations. And if you have to go on the road and play away in that opening round, that's okay because the team that finished higher in the league earned that. Right, yeah. It should just be that simple. Mm-hmm. One game, winner takes all. If you're the eighth seed, because the, the Champions League, all those teams that are to this knockout phase have earned being there. Exactly. You get out of the group stage. Mm-hmm. You've earned your right to play in the round of sixteen. You've earned the right to have a home match each. I get that. You've ball. earned the right to get a lead on Real Madrid, and then Real Madrid will come storming back with five unanswered <laughs> tallies. Um, I think what you, all they need to do is keep it simple. Stupid. The old kiss philosophy. Like yeah. Again, if the Whitecaps, let's say hypothetically, they go into this 8-9 series, the play-in mm-hmm. series, and they win, and they get to go into the playoffs, I would not have any problem saying it's fair that the number one seed who is waiting for this team gets to watch them play an extra game and gets the game at home. Right. Because they, they played – God, the MLS season is so long, by the way. Mm-hmm. It starts this for Saturday – which is February. And then it ends a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't it just on Apple TV? Is, is that correct? No. There's going to be a, a handful of games that are going to be broadcast regionally outside of the Apple TV. Oh, okay. But uh, I do, I, it's funny. I'm on the, the email distribution for MLS now. And this is a just a huge undertaking. Almost remove the MLS part of it because I know it's a kind of a small potatoes league. Yeah. Apple's a fairly big deal, mm-hmm. right? We can all agree on this. Um, they are pumping a lot of investment, capital, resources. They built a brand new studio. I think they see a massive future for MLS. I, and, and frankly, I, I, I do. I, I am more optimistic about MLS than than a lot of people because I think you've got um, the most popular game in the world. And you've got a foothold in the major American and Canadian, like the North American cities. Does it have a long way to go? Yeah, it has a long way to go. But with proper investment and proper broadcast partners, it can grow. Like it, there is possibility for this to grow. And I think it's a great 
um, blueprint litmus test example for other leagues because really, I mean, the story to me isn't about MLS. It's about Apple getting into live sports and doing it in this fashion and this nature because Mm -hmm. you assume that um, they're not going to want to put an inferior product out there because the entire company's ethos is based on having these – you know, great production value in its like actual consumer items. But now with this, with, you know, we've got um, not unlike why uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney bought Wrexham. You get this great entity mm-hmm. that writes a script for you. Your job is to amplify it and promote it. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be a very interesting year for MLS and for the Whitecaps and for Apple as well. Okay, Apple TV is still the lowest subscriber count of all the major subscription-based networks. They're going to have the states. There's going to ha- Canada. This is a long-term thing. They're going to have oh, for sure. They got the cash to do it. They don't need to have immediate results. They mm-hmm. need to just get their foothold in there. They're going to face major challenges. Lots of people aren't subscribed year. to it. Though. That's my point. Like a lot of MLS watchers like, probably as well. It's a risk for MLS too it's because a huge if, risk. Pe- if people can't see your product. That's and a problem. A lot of people don't want to take on another subscription after they already have so many. Well, and it's also like if they're trying to approach the casual fans, the casual fans will be like, well, that's quite a step I have to take in order to be a casual fan. Get your What We Learns into the Dunbar Lumber text line. Don't forget if you want to be entered into the competition for Guns N' Roses tickets to use the rose emoji in your what we learned we'll read them on the other side of the halford and bruff show on sportsnet 650 you obviously have niels huglander down there you have the option to send vasily pod colson back down there uh you could really kind of boost up what you have what a freaking boost talking all canucks all the time it's canucks talk with jamie dodd and thomas drance subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts my favorite part of the show. Well, that's a talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. 834 on a Wednesday. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Number one in the power rankings of Halford and Bruff bumper music. This is it. Take it away, boys. Alfred and Brother of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura Dealer today. Uh, hour two of the program, sorry, hour three, which we are right in the midst of, brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. At least you didn't say it was Monday again. Could be worse. You know what? Yeah, I was not. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I was not sharp. Some will say ever. But I was not sharp yesterday. Well, was, you had an excuse for the long weekend. Uh, and it was nice of you not you to... You mean be- he got extra rest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <He> slept <laughs> more. Uh, and, then I, and then it was nice, though. Usually when something doesn't go right, Jason snaps. He barks at you, mm-hmm. right? But you were nice about it yesterday. You're like, I'm, buddy, it is Tuesday. <laughs> I'm learning lessons like JT Miller is. It's true. Right? There's so many similarities between mm. you and JT Miller. Yeah. That is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other ones, Michael? Uh, I want to announce the winner. <laughs> moving along, moving along, moving along. I want to announce the winner for the pair of uh, Guns N' Roses tickets. Sometimes people go above and beyond to win these contests. And this is one of those times. This is from Buddy in Surrey. What we learned. <laughs> buddy in Surrey sounds like a GNR fan. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you like GNR, buddy? <laughs> Heck buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I sure do. 
Going to take the sky trade in from Surrey with my other buddy? His name is also Buddy. Okay. My other buddy, pal. His name is Guy. <laughs> guy hey, His guy. buddy is Baz. Hey, pal. Guy. Okay. Buddy in Surrey writes, hashtag WWO, what we learned. Rick Tockett took this estranged group and said, welcome to the jungle. He said to Kuzmenko, sweet child of mine, ride the pine, but don't cry, and follow me to Paradise City. We'll be knocking on heaven's door, and together we will avoid the November rain next season. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I just needed a little patience to get through that. Ooh. Buddy. Wow. Buddy. You were thinking of that one. Ralph trying so to win the good, tickets. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get them? Yeah. Buddy, you have to take works. Buddy, you have to take Brough to the concert now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wanted to take your 8-year-old. He says his 8-year-old is obsessed with Guns N' Roses. A sentence I've never seen mm-hmm. written out before. But there it is. Take so. take take your 8-year-old to the GNR concert. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be fine. What's that smell? What's that smell? I'm still smelling the smell. Yeah, that's right. This place smells like Otto's jacket. <laughs> okay, uh, fire up the dot matrix unless we've already done it. I don't think we did. Kudos to Buddy. You're going to see GNR, presumably with your eight-year-old. Uh, Matt and Abby, what we learned, I learned that if Andy just found out who John McEnroe is, then I can't wait till, until he hears about this OJ character. Yeah, who else haven't you heard about? Now yeah. that you don't OJ know- Simpson, eh? Now that you don't know, I don't know who just, John McEnroe is. Play uh, a trivia with me. Just name some famous uh, athletes you think I might not know. Go for it. Uh, well, it's, okay, it's got to be in sports that you're not familiar yeah, with. Yeah, not in hockey. Right? Is there any other tennis okay. players you don't know? You know the what Williams? What sport does uh, Gary Player play? That's not a real name. Uh, Gary Player. Uh, golf. Yes. Yes, you got it. Okay. Very well okay. done. But that was an easy guess because you knew it was coming from me. Can yeah. you name a professional rugby player? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ever? No. Can you? Well, the, for one that always pops in my mind is Yona Lomu. Oh, the okay. Who's the most famous NASCAR racer you can think of? Uh, oh, man. I, I mean, I know. Give me give just me anyone. It could be retired. Just anyone. Just anyone. This is like Celebrity this, Jeopardy. This, this, just, we will even accept <laughs> right? Ricky Bobby at this, this point. <laughs> 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 this is the zoom zoom sport, right? And the cars go in the circle. You go, yeah, you go one turn the entire time. Uh, oh man! What about F one? Do you know any of the F one guys? No. Oh man! I mean, not off the top of my head, I'd have to think about it. But I mean, mm-hmm. if I saw the names, I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 for sure. You gotta but, get Dave Coulthard back on the show. You, can rip you, you a new one. You know what? I, you give me hope, though, that one day this show will be able to branch out beyond just like the very narrow scope that we talk about, and be able to talk about it because you have other interests outside of mm-hmm. sports, right? When and you, you are, watch, when, when you guys watch the Grammys now, how I many of the how, how or if you just like hear that's a, why I don't know, hear like, about the Grammys, like I don't know who no. any of them. Oh, dude, that's been that, for, that way for ten years now. Like about ten years ago, I was like, I know one percent of these artists. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this isn't for me anymore, obviously. Right, but yeah. then Bonnie Raitt won Best Song. That's everyone, right, she did. Everyone knows her. Yeah, that's a true story. She won Best Song, Bonnie Raitt. Yes, really. Yes. Wow. Okay. Because of uh, was Stranger Things was it? Uh, or no, that was somebody else. <laughs> that was close. Well, should that, and now it's a real. But that artist. Sorry, what? Now it's a Halford and Ruff conversation. The, the Stranger Things song that got the artist a big bump, and she made more money this past year than she did in her entire career. That's Kate Bush. Yes, thank you. Kate Bush, it was a great story. Well, then what the hell did Bonnie Raitt do? I don't know. <laughs> Halford hasn't expanded on this. Well, you're the one that brought in the Stranger Things thing. Well, I was mixing the two up. I was thinking of John McEnroe, sorry. Yeah. I think the first He's time singer, Bonnie right? Raitt and Kate Bush have ever been mixed up. And John McEnroe <laughs> yeah. is in there. Yeah. Okay, I don't what know. What a trio. See, here's the thing. Like, I'm all admit, I don't know who Kate Bush is. Oh, huh. 
Uh, 80s. I thought artist. I thought I thought that Runners was a NASCAR driver. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kyle Busch. Rugby player, Kyle right? Bush. That's her highly successful son, Kyle Busch. Oh, you're thinking of Dick Trickle. No, uh, spells his name different. Okay, let's go, guys. Chris from the nine. Oh. <laughs> Chris did you from just go through puberty. I think I did. <laughs> Chris from Nanaimo. <laughs> My girlfriend's going to kill me. <laughs> What I learned, that's never happened to me on the air, you know? What I learned is- You're 46 years old. (laughs) Defensive prospect Elias the Other Pedersen is way more important to this team development than he should be, especially since he's the only defenseman coming. How the hell are they going to fix this defense? Yeah, that is the number one question. How how are they going to do this? We did this exercise with Faber a couple weeks ago where we said it's probably, it's great for Elias Pettersson that he's the top rated uh, defensive prospect in the system, but it's not great for the prospect system Mm -hmm. because he's good, not great. I mean, Faber thinks that he's going to play in the NHL, which is fantastic. He's so far away though. He's not like, he's not coming in next year. Actually speaking of that, what I wanted to ask Faber is, do you think that Aturatu, hey, Aturatu, do you think that he'll be in the American League next season? Yes. Yeah. Like I think he's got another yes. year of marinating to yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's got to. Yeah. He's got to get it. He's got to improve his skating. Well, if they're doing the Wilkes Barre assist in eight games, he's minus five. It's right? not great. If they're doing the Wilkes Barre model, um, you, then Canucks fans got to be prepared for guys to be down in the American League for extended periods mm-hmm. of time. Do you think do you think Rathbone and Hoaglander will be in the organization next season? Yes. I don't I do. think Rathbone will. I, I think you're way off on that. I think he'll be traded. I think he'll request a trade. Okay. I think Hoaglander has got a chance to be traded. Okay. I just I I, I mean, got enough wingers. I know. I'm not saying why 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 would you why do you think that Rathbone is still gonna be in the organization? How happy do you think he is with the Canucks right now? Um I I, I but I don't Lots of guys want changes of scenery. I'm just not sure they get it when they ask. That's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think my answer uh, is correct. No, but it infers anything other than like I think you asked. Do you think they'll be here? I'm like, I think they'll be here. It's not a definitive statement of fact where it's like these guys are the future and they love it here in the organization. I would say Rathbone is 80 percent to be traded and Hoaglander maybe 30 percent or something. 80 percent. Oh yeah, I think he's gone. Devin, with what we learned. Uh, sorry. What are you guys gonna? You guys are chuckling over my little voice break there, Chris from tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. One more time, Chris from tonight. Oh. This is awesome. This is great. That's gonna live on for a very so long good. time. What happened? I don't know. That's never happened. I blame Chris my- from tonight. <laughs> voice just came out it did that's what happened <laughs> yeah. he didn't go through puberty his voice just, just completely <laughs> came out just like an old just like nope not anymore just like an old flat tire yeah. just it got worse as the like it's a second long clip but the second half of the clip it got increasingly hold on weaker. for a second it second. just collapsed you can actually hear like the air coming out of a tire ready chris from the night <laughs> i just gave like up a dying goat yeah <laughs> That poor goat. That's so much to live for. Dom in North Vancouver. Well, what we learned, hashtag WWL. What I learned is that I started watching Full Swing. We had the director of the Netflix docuseries, Chad Mum, on the show last week. Dom just started watching Full Swing, and he can't get over the fact that it's not in chronological order. 
As someone who watches the PGA Tour regularly, this is seriously grinding my gears, and I might have to stop watching. Okay, so first things first, I am the full swing person on the show because I'm the only one that's watched it. Mm -hmm. I watched like 20 minutes of it. I just haven't had time going through puberty and all. Right. (laughs) Slowly. Going to a lot of house parties lately. Yeah. Um, With regards to that, though, did you only watch 20 minutes because it didn't grab you, or did you just really not have the time? I haven't had the time. I was okay. away all weekend at a yeah. hockey tournament. So I, I did I did the do I did put in the work. I'm like, I'm gonna get into the golf. Um I, I would push back on Dom a little bit. I think it's a little more chronological than you think. I understand it jumps all over the place, but right. there is like a time line that, that establishes itself. So I'm right at the episode three, four, where it focuses on Ian Poulter. And then quickly pivots to the live situation. Right, because he left. Yeah. Right. And it's Was fu- Bolter funny at all? Well, here's the thing. They set they clearly by the way, I think I'm getting way too much into the like reading behind the scenes of what the storytelling is trying to do, but they very start they very clearly start him out as a character that's falling off. Right. So all the narrative is like, I'm not qualifying for Augusta because I didn't finish top sixty. I'm missing. Was cuts. he worried about the Ryder Cup too? Because he loves the Ryder Cup. After live, yes. Right. Yeah. But prior to, it was all about the tour and mm-hmm. that. And then it was weird because every time that they positioned missing a cut, the most obvious thing is to focus on you don't get paid, right? You play Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't make the cut. You go trudge to your car with your golf bag, and you don't make any money. Mm-hmm. Ian Poulter would do that, and then he'd be like, now I'm taking my family on a private jet back to England. So, right. it, so yeah. the money thing didn't really make sense. And then... Liv got introduced. So all this talk about Ian Poulter not making cuts and not making money, he's like, however, there's this other tour which is going to pay me tons of money just to show up. So that whole arc mm-hmm. just kind of went away. And now they're very much into the the Liv thing, which I think is really interesting. So, uh, What we learned is last night Patrick Kane scored the nicest goal that doesn't count in overtime. Slapper top corner on a breakaway, scoring one-tenth of a second after the clock expired. Yeah. I believe the Blackhawks still managed to beat the Vegas Golden Knights in a, in a shootout, so that's not a great loss for the Golden Knights. But Patrick Kane has definitely taken his game to another level. He had a hat-trick against the Leafs a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I wonder where he's going to go because he's in control of this situation, and you heard the rumors of – the Rangers, but then the Rangers went out and got Tarasenko. It, yeah. <laughs> and then you heard the rumors of, oh, maybe the Leafs. Well, then the Leafs went out and got Ryan O'Reilly. Mm. So is there going to be a team out there that Patrick Kane really wants to go to, to the point where the work that needs to be done to trade him, which is probably going to need a third party to launder his salary cap hit, uh, through, and also just him – Willing to go to that team. Here's one for you. If you're the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres, do you do the deal? I think it just depends. I think it just depends what the price is. I mean, and would he be willing to do it? Would he be willing to go there? I mean, that's, you know? that, that's his home. I think I'd look into it. Yeah, for sure. You'd have to repair some yeah. relationships but here's with the taxi thing, drivers. But, but, would I give like up, that, but. but would I give up a first-round draft pick for it? No, I wouldn't because I would look at my Buffalo team and go, like, this team has a long future. We're going to still need to add to them. Hmm. We're, we, we, it, it, it's almost like sometimes GMs are like, well, we're in a good spot, so let's throw away our first-round draft pick. 
your first round draft picks in a lot of ways are just as important when you're a good team as you are when you're a rebuilding team because you're going to assume you get good, right? Then you're going to have to uh, give raises to some of the players on your team, right? Here's, and here's then the and then those players go, well, you can't afford to keep me, so I'm going somewhere else. But if you have no one to fill that spot, then you're in trouble. This is exactly what happened to the Vancouver Canucks. They're, they had nothing to replace the likes of the Sedins with and Kessler with, either because they traded away first-round draft picks or because they drafted so poorly in the first round that they didn't produce players. But the Sabres have so many guys. Awesome! So what I'm saying is... Don't waste it on a, on a, on a, on a rental that may or may not work out when you're not even in a playoff position right now. But the prospect that they have may or may not work out. I'm just saying, would you take the risk if you were Buffalo? Because if I was the GM... I'd look at this and I'm saying, we haven't been to the playoffs since 2011, which is amazing in its own right. Uh, we got an interesting, energetic young team. And I guess just the, it would be cool to see Kane go there of all places. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could work out an extension. That might be part of the deal. But here's the thing. I thought the Rangers were a perfect fit, and that's obviously not going to happen. I thought Toronto would be a really good fit. That's not going to happen. So it's almost like, could the Sabres, and I suppose Carolina could get in the mix too, mm-hmm. but could the Sabres kind of play that where it's like, hey, the, the number of suitors to do this deal is slowly dwindling. Maybe get in the mix. I don't know. I, 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 I like to see it. I would, I would consider something like if, if you're the Sabres or, or Carolina, could you do something like, hey, we want to acquire you, but we also want you to sign on for a couple more years and, and not at an expensive rate. I think you, I, you know, yeah. like uh, how the Leafs kept Giordano, and now there's talk that they might be able to keep Ryan O'Reilly for less than market value. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler texts in and said, "Did you guys talk about the tampon incident with Tiger Woods?" And Tyler writes, "After some further thought, I feel people overreacted. It was meant to be a joke. Do we want athletes with personality or more stale than a bag of chips left out because the public may freak out?" Tyler, we do not want that. My first reaction to that whole thing was, I can't believe he did that, so open, and also just, do I want players to be funny? Yeah, that wasn't funny. And, and like, was it misogynistic? Yeah, it was misogynistic, but it's just, it's just lame. Like, I, it's almost like that Seinfeld, uh, I was like, I wasn't offended, I was offended as, as a like, comedian? as a comedian, not that I'm, like, a full-time comedian, but, like, I appreciate good humor. Uh, let me tell you, nothing will get me out rolling my eyes more than if I get uh, paired up with someone on the golf course and I leave a putt short and it's kind of like, did you hit it with your purse, Nancy? And you're kind of like, ah, good one, because because women aren't as strong. It's, it's, it's really funny. Like, it was just lame. Mm-hmm. Like, was, that, was that everyone said? Like, I, I, the kids would say, that ain't it, Chief. That's not it. <laughs> It's yeah, not, I, 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 I'm not going to put it in the current vernacular. I, honestly, I'm not going to be like, how dare he? Because, uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't live my life rated PG. I, I don't I don't shudder at the thought of offensive humor. I will enjoy comedy that pokes fun at the differences in gender. But to me, that's just like, that's eh, funny. Like, cause, Is this of cause, the same cause, vein? Because women don't hit it as far. Is, I get it. Is this of the same vein where when you flocked to Twitter during the dunk contest and everyone was making the same Mac McClung joke? It's yeah, like, it was kind of. Like, it's kind of derivative. Like there are some, there are something, funny. some things on the golf course that I've just like heard a million times and they're not funny. It's like, 
you know, like, again, like I said, like, did you hit that putt with your purse? You're like, ah, I never heard that one before. Like, do you only make unoriginal jokes or do you sometimes flip in a few so that right. you, you did, thought of yourself? So it did offend you as a comedian. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, what he we spends learned... more time thinking of his jokes, apparently, than he's, Tiger does. He's a crafter of yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah, the setup coming from a mile away. You don't even see it coming. Uh, East, Van, East Van Tommy with what we learned. Hashtag WWE what we learned. Uh, he tried to win some Guns N' Roses. He was in the running. Tommy, you were in the running, but ultimately he did not win. Uh, spring in Vancouver is a lot like a Guns N' Roses concert. You think it ha- it's happening, and then it's not. It's going to be minus seven this week. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Yeah. Well, been- it's February. I don't consider February a, a, a month where things are going to get warm. We're March getting- March is... Uh, is it March the month that they say uh, in March? Smart. In like in like a lion, out like a lamb. Stupid smart. Or is that letter. April? I think it's March. You think it's March? Yeah, I think it's March. Like March is when I start thinking about the lawn. Okay, it's my birthday month. I don't. Yeah. Okay. It's a big month. No one has a birthday month. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Everyone has a birthday. <laughs> Period. End of sentence. There's no such thing as birthday week. Yeah, every, There's no such thing as every birthday. Every day is a buildup. It's not. It's <laughs> the not. Pres- the presents get slightly bigger. <laughs> um, it is. But no, it, like, re- regardless of whether it's close to spring or not quite the, the lioness or lion of March, um, it uh, minus seven in late February in Vancouver. I, I'm just not prepared for it. I didn't wear a jacket today. Well, I mean, you've been talking about how it's getting so cold for the last few days, so that's on you to bring a jacket. It's in the car. I just didn't bring it into the studio. But, yeah, it's it's not pleasant, East Van Tommy. I tell you what. I went for a walk yesterday to go get a tea from Starbucks. Yeah, that's my life right now. And uh, it was snowing all over me. I was covered in snow. Do you know what I enjoy about the Dunbar Lumber text line and just in general? Like, someone, someone texts in about the tiger thing. It was a joke between close friends. Lighten up. Again, I'm not coming down on this from a moralistic thing. I just think it was a lame joke. So if it was a joke between close friends, then I'm calling it a lame joke. Jason and I have jokes. We're close friends. Like, we make lame jokes, and we get called out for it all the time. I'm saying it was a lame joke. It was a boring boring joke, and I'm not trying to cancel Tiger Woods. I still watch the rest of his rounds. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was thinking it was lame, and I can say it's lame. And if and if you have a problem with me calling it's lame, then you know maybe it's you that's soft. You're the lameo. We gotta go, but we will be back tomorrow. Signing off. I have been Mike Alford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A Dog, and he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. We need some more secret sauce. Got any fruits or vegetables? Chris from the night. Oh. <laughs> Chris did you just go the, through puberty? I think I did. Please, <laughs> please clip that. Chris from Nanaimo. <laughs>